Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Happy Wednesday, gang. Welcome to Locked On Mariners. I am D.C. Lundberg, and we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or TLOPN, brought to you by Rock Auto. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or Locked On Anything Podcast. Uh, also follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter as well at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G for those scoring at home. M's drop another one in Chavez Ravine, ladies and gentlemen. However, this was a much better ball game than Monday night's game was. It was certainly a better pitched ball game on both sides. We'll get to that in just a minute. A couple more roster notes to pass along before we get to that game, however. And the first one involves catcher Tom Murphy, who I reported yesterday there's no timetable for his return. Uh, now there's really no timetable for his return. He was transferred from the 10-day injured list to the 45-day injured list, retroactive to July 20th. That opens up a roster spot on the 40-man roster. He's eligible to come off the disabled list now on September September 4th, that's about two and a half weeks or so away. His foot is obviously still bothering him, specifically when he runs or assumes his catching position, you know, which is kind of important, obviously. So he is going to be on the shelf for a while, so it's a really good thing that Austin Nola is as productive as he has been. Other roster notes to pass along, the Mariners have uh, sent Malik Smith down to the alternate training site. Uh, He started very badly. 133 is his batting average in 14 games, which is even worse than the start he got off to last year. And in addition to that, Kyle Lewis has usurped his center field position, and he was relegated to right field. The Mariners now have one, count them, one outfielder on their active roster, although Tim Lopes and Dylan Moore obviously are capable outfielders. In his stead, the Mariners called up from the alternate training site from the taxi squad relief pitcher um, Art Warren, who did pitch at the big league level with the Mariners last season. This move left the Mariners with two spare position players at any given time. Last night, Tim Lopes and catcher Joe Odom were the two reserves, and Lopes was inserted into the game uh, to pitch it for Vogel back late in the game. Speaking of that game, let's get to it now. Again, a much better ball game than Monday night's. And something I appreciate, it was under three hours. This was a two-hour and 38-minute ball game. It was a two-to-one loss. But let's give credit to Marco Gonzalez, because, man, was he outstanding. Seven innings pitched, five hits, one run. It was uh, It was earned. Nine strikeouts, which ties a career high, and no walks. This guy has performed as a number one starter his last at least two outings. He's been very good all season. ERA is now at 3-3-4, and his whip has gone down. It was already uh, below one. His whip is now .88. That's (laughs) really, really good. He has walked, ladies and gentlemen, three hitters all season and that is in 29 and two-thirds innings of work he's two and two in five starts he deserves to be three and one or four and oh well maybe three and one because the first game in houston not his most auspicious outing 
But hey, it, you know, you can't win them all. And I don't remember who it was who said this, but he made the point that there are going to be days as a pitcher where you can go out there and and shoot BBs from a gun into the catcher's mitt, and the hitters are still going to jump all over you and hit everything out of the ballpark. And then there are going to be days where you can stand 20 feet away and underhand the ball, soft toss it to him, and you're going to strike out 12 hitters. That is just the way baseball is. And Marco Gonzalez has been absolutely stellar his last few outings, and it has been great to see. The other pitcher in this ballgame was uh, Dan Altavilla, uh, yeah, and, and when he came in, I kind of figured that the Mariners were screwed. One inning of work from him, one hit, two walks. That's the bugaboo with Altavilla. Two strikeouts. That's the other part of it. He's kind of like um, he's kind of like Johan Ramirez in that respect. Really good stuff. Can't control it. Altavilla tends to get a little bit overexcited and overthrow at times and leave pitches in the middle of the strike zone, begging to be hit, while also walking a few batters. So in that regard, he's also like Bobby Ayala. But one hit today, uh, one run, it was earned. That one hit was an RBI single from Corey Seager. Speaking of Corey Seager, let's go to the Seager watch, as it were. Something I just made up. Corey Seager went two for four today with that RBI. And Kyle Seeger, one for four. So, hey, Corey Seeger wins this battle. His team has won both battles thus far. Mariners and Dodgers will go at it again tomorrow, this time in Seattle, in, you know, pick an expletive cell phone company field. Pitching for the Mariners will be Taiwan Walker. Hopefully he puts in a good outing. You know, I, sh- I guess I could say that about every pitcher, but, you know, he's been hit or miss this season. He's had some very good strings, and then he's been prone to the big inning, maybe more than some of the other starting pitchers have, and opposing the Mariners will be Julio Urias. He also of the single-digit uniform number. You know, he also wears number seven. It kind of would have been funny if he and Marco pitched against each other, which is neither here nor there. And I am digressing. Let's get to the Mariners trivia question at this time, ladies and gentlemen. Offbeat question today. Marco Gonzalez wears number seven. A single-digit uh, uniform number is unusual for a pitcher. Who were the first and last Mariners to wear number seven? Yeah, that's the question for today. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to get to that answer right after this word from Rock Auto. These days, it is impossible to stock all the auto and body parts that are needed in a traditional chain store with all the makes and models that are out there. Why endure often pointless or, you know, ridiculous questioning, it seems, and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his computer, which you can do yourself because you have a computer right there in your very own pocket. It's called your cell phone, and you've got a computer at home, I'm sure, as well, and you can go to rockauto.com on those devices. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for pro mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. On the other hand, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Whether it's for your classic or just for your daily driver, I I shouldn't say just for your daily driver because that's all I've got. In any case, uh, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. 
Why spend up to twice as much money for the exact same parts? There is absolutely no reason to do that. So go to rockauto.com right at this exact moment to see all the parts available for your car, your truck, your van, your SUV, your crossover, whatever you've got. Right locked on in there. How the heck did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Answer to the Mariners trivia question. Marco Gonzalez currently wears number 7 for the Seattle Mariners. It is odd for a, for a pitcher to have a single-digit number. The question was, however, who were the last, before Marco, and the first Seattle Mariners to wear number 7? The first Seattle Mariner to don number 7 was in their first season, 1977, and it was first baseman outfielder Dan Meyer. The most recent before Marco was in the 2018 season, and I actually remembered correctly for a change. It was Andrew Romine, the utility infielder, who pitched in two games uh, that season, at least two games. I remember him pitching two games of a three-game series against the Dodgers in Safeco Field, and I was at the second one, and that's the first time I have ever seen an infielder pitch live. You know, I'd like to say it was exciting. It actually was kind of exciting just because it was so different. In the second half of the show, I'm going to list every single Mariner who's ever worn number seven. Or not. That would be really boring. Hey, if you've got a question for me or a comment on the show, send an email to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and I will consider using it for the Friday mailbag segment. Still not sure we're doing one this Friday. Might bump it to next week. We shall see. And yesterday I said, if you have a baseball question for me, I should not have said that because I accept all kinds of questions. Not all kinds of questions, but it does not have to be a baseball question. It can be a personal opinion question. Ask me about television. Ask me about music. Anything you want to ask, just as long as it's not, you know, braunchy or dirty or inappropriate or anything like that those questions I will just throw in the old trash bin but uh, send those questions in, send those comments and tell me you love the show, tell me you think the show sucks I'll read those on the air too LockedOnMariners at gmail.com second half of today's show coming right up after this message Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thanks, J.M. I sure hope that y'all out there enjoyed that commercial that they just played. I have no idea what it was for since it's just kind of digitally inserted into the program. Oh my gosh, my tongue isn't working. In any case, yeah, uh, last part of Locked On Mariners B-Block about to commence. We're going to talk about some pairs of brothers who have played big league baseball for the Mariners and maybe for, for some other teams too. I can think of two right off the top of the bat, but I don't think we're quite done with the brothers Seeger yet. Let's talk about Corey. Let's talk about Kyle. Let's also talk about Justin. Yes, there is a third Seeger brother, ladies and gentlemen. He is the middle child, so he is the Jan Brady of the Seeger family. That's not fair. I shouldn't say that. But Justin Seeger had a five-year minor league career in the Mariners system. He peaked at Double A Arkansas in 2017, where he hit 214 in 14 games. He started that season with the Advanced A Bakersfield team, the... Um, the Bakersfield Blaze, which I don't believe exists anymore, uh, 222 in 80 games, uh, career minor league average of uh, 228, 
310 on base and 331 slugging. He was mostly he was a corner infielder, mostly a first baseman. He got one game in pitching in 2016 for the Bakersfield Blaze. It was uh, two thirds of an inning of work. I had this had to have been mopping up some sort of blowout. Two thirds of an inning of work. Uh, game he has credit for one game finished. And his whip is 4.5, 27 hits per nine innings, 13.5 walks per nine innings. I, I, you know, I'm making fun of these. I shouldn't make fun of these numbers. That's better than I can do, of course. Uh, but he was an infielder in any case, first baseman, third baseman type. He was born May 15th, 1992, drafted in the 12th round by the Seattle Mariners out of the University of North Carolina in 2013. Kyle Seeger was a third round draft choice out of that same University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. In 2009, Corey Seager's got them both beat. He was a first-round draft choice out of high school, 18th overall in 2012. He made his Major League debut in 2015, where he just started hitting right out of the chute. 337 batting average in limited duty at the end of the 2015 season, so his rookie status was still intact. 308 in 157 games, 365 on base, and 512 slugging, and he was the 2016 National League Rookie of the Year already exceeded his brother's expectations in his first full season of Major League action. And remember when the players had the players' weekend jerseys a few years ago and Corey Seager had already become a national star and Kyle was, you know, pretty much known to baseball people only. Kyle had a good sense of humor about it, very happy for his younger brother. He donned Corey's brother on his jersey when they were allowed to wear nicknames. And I'm not a fan of the nick- nicknames thing on jerseys, but you have to give Kyle credit for that. It is pretty funny that, uh, that, that he has that kind of sense of humor and was a good enough sport and gracious enough to give his younger brother some props. Some other um, pairs of brothers who at least one of has played for the Mariners. The first one I thought of was actually Mike Maddox, who pitched briefly for the Mariners in 1997, I want to say. He is the older brother of Hall of Fame pitcher Greg Maddox. In fact, Mike Maddox and Greg Maddox, I believe, and email me and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that they're the first pair of brothers who faced each other as rookies, because they're both pitchers. They did that in 1986, while Mike was with the Phillies and Greg was with the Cubs. Uh, and uh, as far as Mike Maddox's Mariners tenure, uh, yeah, six games in 1997, 10.13 ERA, 10 and two thirds innings pitch. That was one year that the Mariners were just throwing anything at the wall in terms of bullpen and seeing what stuck because they were in a pennant race, but that bullpen is really what held them back. They had a historically good offense that season. And, you know, that 10-13 ERA, that's pretty much par for the course for the bullpen. I, it's, I'm, I'm sorry to say, for the Mariners. Mike Maddox ha- has gone on to a very successful career, though, as a pitching coach. He has been a pitching coach for, it seems like, forever. And he did pitch in the big leagues until he was 38. And he wasn't even left-handed, which is kind of amazing. The other one that I can think of was uh, obviously Brett Boone whose brother Aaron Boone played for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, uh, started off later with the Yankees. I forget who else he played for. 
but Brett Boone did have two stints with the Mariners. Their father played Major League Baseball. Their grandfather played Major League Baseball. So pretty soon, one of their sons is going to wind up playing for the Blue Jays, I bet, because they seem to have, you know, every single other player's, former player's kid who isn't named Fernando Tatis Jr. playing for that team right now. If you can think of any other pairs of... Actually, there's one more. Chris Gwynn is currently in the Mariners' front office, and he is... Tony Gwynn's younger brother. Chris Gwynn did have a big league career. He played with the Dodgers and a few other teams, mostly as a fourth outfielder and pinch hitter type. Um, Obviously did not reach the level of Tony Gwynn, but who has? Tony Gwynn was one of the best hitters, pure hitters, that I have ever seen. If you can think of any other Seattle Mariners who had a brother playing at the big leagues in the same time, send me an email and maybe I'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. Or maybe I won't. Who knows? But in any case, uh, we're going to talk about tomorrow's game versus the Dodgers on tomorrow's show, oddly enough, where I will be joined by guest panelists Carmine Ragusa, the Noid from Domino's commercials, and a beef brisket sandwich. Incidentally, the Noid is probably going to eat the beef brisket sandwich on the air, which you will not want to miss. So download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any other podcasting app that happens to pop into your head. Follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. And also follow me on Twitter, I'd really appreciate that, at DC underscore Lundberg. Have a great Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joey Martin letting you know that we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.